One of the things that tires us out is monotony of doing the same thing over and over again. Try something new. Rest, refresh, renew. Dear Heavenly Father, again, I just thank you. I just thank you. I just thank you. And sometimes, Father, I have to just even wonder how can we be so blessed? How can we be so provided for, so protected, and given so much in the middle of all of our stuff, yet you still love us, take care of us, and grant us so much, dear Father. And I just want to say Thank you again. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. And as many of you know, I've been in the midst of a series, but last week, God had me to pause the series, and he said, I want you to talk about this, and it was those at WWW, the where, what, and what. And I had my message for the continuation of the series, and I was actually... In the gym this morning, I was working out and I just finished an exercise and I was tired and I heard God just speak. He said, I want you to pray for those today who are tired. And the whole message today is just about that and about us when we're just tired. By the show of hands, just those who are here. But just raise your hand if you are tired. You know, and the hands were slow to go up, but they slowly began to raise. And I'm just not sure if some folk just wasn't tired trying to raise a hand. <laughs> but we go through life and sometimes God knows. And I've often said if he just brings a message just for one person, it's worth it. But he just said to pray for those who are tired. And I'm going to do that at the end of the message. And again, it's another one of those messages where he said, don't bring any notes. So the stuff has to just flow out of the spirit. But when God says to teach or preach on something, there's a definite need. And in America in particular... Because I travel a lot, and sometimes you go to other countries, and they're just not as tired as we are in America. America has this, what I would call, movement mentality, that sometimes they look down on you if you're not doing a whole lot. You know, our idols now are those who are achieving and working, and the richest man in the world now is Elon Musk. And Musk is one of the most awesome businessmen who's ever lived. One of the best inventors and organizers. But Musk, when you look at Tesla, which is where he's gotten most of his wealth from, when you look at what Musk was doing with Tesla, he was literally sleeping in the plant. If you study his story and how when Tesla was going through the challenges and he didn't know whether they were going to survive or not, it's interesting how fortunes can change. Just three years ago, he wasn't sure whether he was going to survive. Tesla had less than 30 days of cash, and he wasn't sure whether he was going to make it. And now he's the richest man in the world. You know, stuff can change. 
And sometimes people are, he's just so rich, he ought to be doing. But they don't look at the point when he wasn't sure whether they would survive and he had less than 30 days of cash left in his huge company and they were running out of cash. All this pressure was on him. But for years, Musk worked 100 hours a week plus. And I've heard people say, I want to be like Elon Musk, but you don't want to work 100 hours a week. That's what it takes sometimes to be like him. So he was going through all of this stuff and he had to be tired. And many of us right now, for whatever reason, sometimes it's work. But other times it's not work. It's other stuff. And sometimes the other stuff can be more draining and more tiresome and pull more energy from you than your actual, what they call your nine to five. It's the other stuff that sometimes drain you. Sometimes it's the stuff that happens when you get home that drains you more so than the stuff that happens when you're at work. But, but regardless of the reason, There's a significant percentage of the people here and the people who will hear this message at a later time. And we're tired. I have changed my life schedule where a lot of people ask, why do you travel so much so I don't get tired? I really do. I'm 65 years and 17 days old right now. So I just turned 65. And 65 is a universal senior citizen the world over. Most of the people are often retired by then. You can draw Social Security, but I have no intentions of ever retiring, none whatsoever. But I do have intentions of doing things smarter. So I've got a modified work schedule where I still work 40 hours a week, but I modified. I now work an average of four days a week. I work five days one week and three days the next week, but I work long hours. And yet the thing that often tires me out It's not to work at my company. I've got three companies or organizations fundamentally that I work in. I've got the company that Pastor James and I started, Century Systems. We have Bronner Brothers, a company that my father started. And I've got the ARC. I have a family. And then I've got this other corporation called Me Incorporated. And Me Incorporated is another whole organization. There's another challenge all by itself. So I've got five of these organizations, and to be honest about it, the Ark of Salvation, I have very little issues with. Y'all good. Turn to the right. Just tell me, y'all good. I have very, very, very few issues from God's house. And you know, to be honest, that's the way it ought to be. I talk to some other pastors sometimes and they just be having one issue after another. It'd be the deacon board. It'd be one thing after another. It'd just be all kind of issues in the church. They'd be talking about the choir and all that. Just, just the pastor, these folks just worry me to death. Y'all good. I mean, you all are really good. I have some of the least issues in my life coming from the church. And that ought to be the way it is. Of all places, God's house ought to be your place of peace. It ought to be your place of relaxation. It ought to be the place where your spirit is freest of all places. It ought to be the church. But in so many instances, that is not the case. So I just want to thank all of you. And I just want to tell you, y'all good. 
that you're not worrying the pastor. And the pastor has virtually no issues out of the house of God. And that is the way it ought to be. So I just thank you for that over and over and over and over. But yet and still, there are many of us here and we are tired. And it is not because of the church. For some, it's not because of your workplace. It's other stuff. And it all is in this ball of stuff that you have to deal with. And it's causing you to be tired. And I don't want to, just as last week, God had given me the www, the where, the what, and the what. Today, there are three auras that I just want to talk with you for a few minutes about for those of you who are tired. And the first of those auras is simply, you've got to rest. And it's a basic fundamental principle. It's the fourth commandment. It's what God himself had to do. He created the earth in six days and on the seventh, God Almighty had to rest. And we are created in his image. And for too many of us, we will not slow down until we break down. So this message is coming to you as a preemptive strike that will hopefully prick your spirit to where you will slow down before you break down. And I preached several messages in the past dealing with the Sabbath day and the fourth commandment and the fact that it is never going anywhere. It's not nine commandments, it's the ten commandments. And that fourth commandment has never gone anywhere. Our bodies have not changed. We need to rest. I even sent out an email recently to a lot of the managers. I said, look, Wednesday is my rest day. Don't send me any stuff on Wednesday. Folks, no Wednesday your rest day, but like they would send more stuff on Wednesday than any other day. I said, don't send me any stuff on Wednesday, because if you send it on Wednesday, I'm not going to read it, and I may never read it if you send it on Wednesday. So don't send me any stuff on Wednesday. That's my rest day. But so many of you, you have no time to rest. Even Jesus he had to get away. He told the disciples, he said, look, you all don't even have time to eat because they were doing all of these miracles and people needed healing and they needed this and they needed that. And they just never would let the disciples rest. And Jesus said, look, you got to come. He said, you all don't even have time enough to eat. You've got to get away and you have to rest. My daddy used to have this statement. He said, when you're tired, there's only one thing you can do right. And that's to rest. Because first of all, when you're tired, your nerves are on edge. You all know that? Your nerves are on edge. You can't tolerate much. Your nerves are just on edge. So when you get tired, you get mad, you get sensitive. All this kind of stuff happens and you blow up much easier. All this stuff happens when you're tired. And some of you have been just dealing with stuff around the clock. And you just have not taken time to rest because you said, I don't have time to rest. And that's a lie, because if you break down, you're going to rest. You ever thought about that? If you break down, you will rest. The world will not stop because you rest, but you might. So the first of those three hours is just simply to rest. The biblical principle, and it's not just a biblical principle, like Jesus said, he said, look, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. And what I have to do. I use Wednesday as my Sabbath day because I had to ask God. I said, Lord, I said, look, I can't just rest on Saturday because at the time we had all these kids and 
you all know for anybody who has children, you don't know they do stuff on Saturday. They got games on Saturday and all kinds of stuff. Even my our youngest son now. I take him to his debate class every Saturday morning. I take him to his classes Saturday morning. I pick him up that evening. So I can't rest on Saturday because I got to be up to take him to his class. They were playing track. They were playing basketball. They had swimming. They had all this kind of stuff. And I was there virtually every one of their events. And usually all of the events were on Saturday. I remember when the minister of music, you remember when you were running track? Did daddy ever miss any of your track meets? Probably not. You can't remember any that I missed, and I can't remember any I missed. I was there at virtually every track meet, but some of the track meets, they would start early in the morning, and it'd be hot, and you had to sit in the bleachers all day long, so he would run maybe three or four races, but I had to sit there while everybody else was waiting on my son to run. So he may run at 9.30, the next time he run at 11.30, next time be 1.30. I'm sitting out there in this hot sun all day long waiting on him to run. And you get tired sitting out in the hot sun. So I said, Lord, look, I cannot work, but I can't rest on Saturday because I got these kids and I got to do what a dad is supposed to do. I have to be there. So it's not that it's a stress and a strain, but you just can't rest sitting in the bleachers in this 90 degrees beaming down on you. You just can't rest. So I said, Lord, what do I do? And God just said, whatever you do, make it a system. And I looked through my week and Wednesday was the best day. So that's what I did. And I made that my Sabbath day. Some of you may have to do something similar. You may not be able to arrange it where you can rest on Friday evening to Saturday evening. You may not be able to do that. But whatever you do, what you need to understand is this. Your body, your mind and your spirit needs rest. We operate two manufacturing plants. And one thing we understand with machinery, if you don't Stop that machinery every now and then for what's called preventive maintenance. Your machinery will break down. If you don't let the machine stop and perform maintenance on the machine, the machine will break down. Your body and your mind is a machine. And if you don't stop every now and then and let it rest and let it rebuild, your machine will break down. So we First of all, just need to rest. And when I began that Wednesday, because I wasn't keeping the Saturday anyway. So when I began that Wednesday, what I noticed, the first month I had the hardest time in the world. Because I'm a type A personality. I'm used to moving and I'm used to working. And to stop was just against my personality. The first Wednesday I took off, I couldn't even shut my mind down. Because it was so used to going. Some of you all are like that right now. You're saying, Pastor, I just can't stop. I'm used to being busy all the time. And I understand that. But I also understood what God said. You need to take one day out of seven and just rest. So it took me three or four weeks before I was able to just actually calm down on a Wednesday and just do nothing. Because I was so used to moving and going all of the time. So some of you, even when you decide, I'm going to listen, not to what pastor said, God says this. You need to rest. Six days shall thy labor and do all thy work. But on the seventh, neither you, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor anyone who's in your gates shall work. And there's a principle. And when I talk to people about taking a day off, they say, I can't afford to. I just can't afford to. If I take a day off, I'm not going to make as much money. I just can't afford to. And you don't understand The spiritual aspect of that, especially if you make your money with your mind, especially if you make your money with your mind, you need to stop 
and rest. And people think if I stop and rest, I'm not going to make as much money. Then that makes God out of a lie. And see, actually, the fourth commandment is the first commandment for something for you to do. The first three commandments actually relate to your relationship between you and God. You know, you have no other gods before me, not take the Lord's name in vain. It relates to you and your relationship to God. The fourth commandment, six days shall I labor and do all that work, is actually the first commandment of something for you to do. It's the first one, to rest. And there's the fallacy that if I slow down, if I do nothing, if I rest on one day, my world is just going to fall apart. Folk can't make it without you. Yes, they can make it without you, too. And you just have to tell them, mamas, I understand the difficulty that you have for those who have children, because children don't give a hoot about your rest day. They really don't. They don't give a hoot about your rest day. Matter of fact, my wife will complain about that all the time. They don't even care about you trying to use the bathroom. They really don't. You can be in there sitting in the bathroom. They'll come in. That's if they knock. That's if they knock. So sometimes the world doesn't care about you trying to rest. You have to make that up in your own mind. Because my business didn't care about me wanting to rest. I had to make that up in my own mind. I said, look, do not call me on this day unless the building burning down and I can do something about it. If it's burning down and I can't do anything about it, don't even call me because ain't nothing I can do about it anyway. Just tell me on Thursday it burnt down. There's nothing I can do about it. So if I can't do anything about it, don't even tell me about it. Because this is my rest day and I'm going to honor that. So sometimes you have to, first of all, make it up in your mind. If God set forth something for everybody to do, there's no question we can do it. We're just so geared to the world and we idolize the Elon Musk. And he's done a phenomenal job, but he was working around the clock, 100 hours a week. And sometimes you have to go through those kind of stretches of where you're putting that kind of work in. And actually, when they came and told Elon he said, Elon, you're now the richest man in the world. You know what he said? He said, that's odd. Now let's get back to work. Those were his words. Even Elon needs to realize you need to take a day of rest. If you don't slow down, sooner or later, you will break down. So for those of you who say you can't, God says you can. You need to. Everybody in here is getting old. I don't care how young you are right now. You're still getting older. Some of us have kind of gotten older and you just need to rest. Now, I can stand up and speak, but today I figured it'd be better to sit down because it goes along with the message. And my daddy, oh, that man was so wise. He would always say, never stand up when you can sit down and never sit down when you can lay down. <laughs> so now he was a type A personality. He worked tremendously, but he had sense enough to take his rest. As a matter of fact. My father would take the whole month of February off every year. He took the month of February off and he would go to Jamaica and he spent the whole month of February for as long as I could remember in Jamaica. He missed his rest one time. One time that I can remember my father did not go and spend the month of February in Jamaica. One time. And it was the year he died. He didn't take his rest for the month of February and two months later, he had a heart attack. And it taught me a lesson. No matter what happens, do not fail to get my rest. And if you don't slow down, you will break down. And the breakdown is a lot more severe and takes a lot more energy to recover from than the rest. The rest is pleasant. The breakdown is not. So that's the first thing. You need to rest. You need to take a minimum of one day a week. And you need to rest. 
Now I'm taking more than one day a week. So you all follow me on Instagram. I'm going to be somewhere everywhere. But I am going to rest. I'm still going to do my 40 hours a week while I'm in my 60s. When I hit 70, I'm going to drop down to 30 hours a week. 80, I may go to 20. But I am going to get my rest. Now, so that's the first thing, rest. The second thing is you need to refresh. And what I mean by refresh, especially those of you who make your living with your mind. They're basically... Two ways to make a living. You either make a living with your mind, which is your skills, or you make a living with your muscles. So most of the modern world in the U.S. right now, we actually make far more money with our minds than we do our muscles. So when you make money with your mind, the sharper your mind is, the more your income is. And sometimes it's just hard for people to understand that. When you go away and refresh yourself, and what I mean by refresh You often need to move into a fresh environment when instead of resting, just staying in your room, looking at TV, go somewhere, go somewhere that's fresh, somewhere that's new. James was telling me about his son, Joseph, and Joseph goes away every Saturday morning, leaves early in the morning, comes back early Sunday morning. But you know where he goes? We have some property down in a little bitty town about a little over an hour from here. It's where... My daddy grew up on a farm, and the old family house is still there, but it's real dilapidated and run down and beat up. It has no electricity. It has no heat. It has no running water. It has an outhouse and a well. Joseph goes down and stays in the house in the middle of nature with no heat, with no electricity, with no phone. And he says it allows him to connect with God and with nature And to cut off from all of man's stuff. The modern term for it is called a digital sundown. And sometimes just to refresh, our phones have technically on the screen what's called a refresh rate. It's how fast the screen refreshes. And most of it now is either 60 hertz or 120 hertz, the refresh rate. Well, sometimes we just need to cut all that stuff off. And just to refresh ourselves. I was in a seminar And the man was talking about rebuilding yourself. And somebody asked him the question. They said, what supplement can we take? What's the best thing we can do to refresh our minds and to get thoughts and spirit better? He said, what's the best thing we can do? And they were expecting him to name some, you know, modern cutting edge nutrient or this, that and the other. And he said, well, the research has shown two of the top things that will refresh your mind and spirit better than almost anything else. He said, number one, go out and walk your dog. And I'm like, what? He said, yeah. And he said, number two, take a walk in nature. Both of them involve walking. You remember how after Adam and Eve had eaten of the fruit, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the morning? Sometimes just to go out and just to be in the middle of nature. If you got a pet, because, you know, pets are just, other than their biological needs, pets are non-demanding. They're not like humans. They're just non-demanding. And the man said, just go out and walk your dog. There's a soothing peace that just comes from just going out walking your dog or taking a long walk in nature. So when Joseph goes down and he spends his time in the middle of the woods, there is a connection with that that takes you back to God himself. That's why Paul said, you shall know him by the things that are made. And you're not talking about your cell phone. So if you can just go out sometimes in the middle of nature, And how much will it cost you to go out and take a walk in the middle of nature? 
Well, Pastor, may be a bad. Ain't no bad. <laughs> now, if you were in some places, and I've gone to some places, yeah, there were bears and mountain lions. Yeah, I did have to worry, but that's not here in Metro Atlanta. You don't have to worry about that. And there are plenty of places where you can go and you can just spend just an hour. The walking is going to do you good, but it's just the connection. And leave your phone, or at least turn it off. Because some of the time we're scared to leave it just in case we may have an emergency. You may have no emergency. But anyway, just, just at least turn it off. So that you can walk in the middle of God's creation. And this thing will help to refresh your soul. It really will. And it's simple and it doesn't cost you any money. You're going to feel different when you just do this on a regular basis. So first you need to rest. And the second, you need to refresh. And that's going to mean usually changing your environment and going somewhere that's different. And somewhere that, and I'm not talking about going to Vegas. I'm talking about going to somewhere that's different, that's going to be refreshing to your soul. And you don't have to spend any money on it because I'm a pastor. I don't have as much money as you. I can't do all. It doesn't take money to go to most of these places. There are places you can drive within 45 minutes of right here that will put you smack in the middle of nature. And that will just refresh your soul. Just to be able to go out and, and sit on a rock and pray. There's just a difference in that that I can't even begin to explain. But it's something that if you're tired, you need to do. So first, you need to rest. The second thing you need to do is refresh. And the third thing you need to do is renew. You need to do something that's new. One of the things that tires us out is monotony of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Try something new. Try something new. Something that you've never done before. When I was in Ecuador, they were showing us all these guinea pigs and how they ate guinea pigs. So I told the man, I said, I want to try some guinea pig. And a lot of folks said, you going to eat some guinea pig? You eat regular pig? I said, yeah, I want to see what guinea pig tastes like. So I actually went to the restaurant. I was going to order some guinea pig, and they were sold out. So I was going to try something new. Now, I'm not saying you have to try guinea pig, but what I'm saying is try something new. Take up a new hobby, a new something. Just try something new because routine has a tendency. It wears grooves in the brain. And it has a tendency sometimes to get boring and you can get tired because it's the same thing over and over and over and over. Try something new. And if you try something new, you may not like it, but you might. And if you don't like that, then try something else. And this is something that you find that people who often live a long time and they really enjoy life. They're constantly getting new experience and they're just trying new stuff and they're learning stuff. You may, as I tell you, I was taking a hip hop dance class and sometimes you just, you just try some new stuff. Now, I didn't stay in the hip hop dance class because I found out hip hop dance just wasn't me. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And the reason I didn't like it, cause it was just too much to remember. I thought the man was going to have us learn one dance. I can really get that down real, real good. We were learning three dances a class, and each dance had about 20 moves, and I just couldn't remember all the moves. I just couldn't remember it all. And my mind is still pretty sharp, but it just wasn't me. But at least one thing about it, I can say, see Elijah mentioned on Thursday that I went and jumped out of an airplane. I don't regret the experience. I'm not going to do it again, but it was on my bucket list. And when I went and jumped out of it, I went to the highest that I could possibly go and jumped out. 
And I got the thrill of the experience, but I just don't want to be a pro skydiver. I don't even want to do this again. I just want to see what it was like. So there are some things that you will find that it's not you, but you constantly learn. You constantly go. You constantly evolve. And life isn't dull. And when you can renew, when you can refresh and when you can rest, it just changes your physiology. It changes the cells of your body. It'll keep disease away from you. It'll keep cancer away from you. It'll keep heart disease away from you. Just to do those three things, to rest, to refresh, and to renew. And that's just the message for today. We're tired. And so many of us are tired. The pandemic has so many of us locked in. And you're locked in looking at the four walls all day. You done watched everything on Netflix. And you just locked in. Get out and go walking. I talked with someone who was COVID positive and they were locked in the house. I said, man, get out and go walking. Even though you're COVID positive, now don't go around anybody. I said, just walk out your front door and go around and walk around your neighborhood. If you see somebody coming on, you go to the other side of the street. So you don't get near anybody, but if you stay there laying up in the bed, you get sicker and sicker and sicker. Get out and go walking in the fresh air. It'll help the symptoms that you're having with COVID because they just had mild stuff. It'll help that disappear. So try something new. Get out and get yourself refreshed and take a day to rest because you're tired. And if you don't slow down, you will break down. And I don't want you breaking down. I want you to slow down, refresh, and renew. And I want to pray right now for those who are just tired. And I understand the feeling because a lot of us have, we've gone through phases. And and some of you have just been in this tired phase just too long. It's just been too long. Sometimes you have to go through stretches because there's just stuff that happens. And you have to put in 100% effort and you can't slow down. I understand when you have those phases. But some of you have been in this phase too long and you're just tired. You're tired. You're tired. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. It's easy and it's light, but you've got to be able to give it to Jesus. I'm not going to ask those who are tired to stand up and come down front. But what I will ask you to do is this. I want you to bow your heads and I want you to take your elbows and put them on your knees and bend over. And just put your thumbs against your forehead or palms against your forehead. And I want you to just rest. So even as I pray, I want you to be in a position of rest. Dear Heavenly Father, I first of all thank you for all of those who are present here today. I'm not sure whether this is going out over the stream or not. But I know there are those here and we are tired. Father, I first of all want to thank you for the energy that you've given us just to make it to this point. But we're tired, dear Heavenly Father. And I want us to have rest from this point forward. From this point forward. And Lord, the three things that you have spoken today, let us first of all carve that day out. No matter what we've got to do, you knew that from the beginning of time. If you could build the world in six days, we can operate our world in six days and take one day to rest. So, Father, first of all, I pray an anointing right now for those who are tired to be able to see and to do the one day of rest. Be it a day that they choose, 
or time frame that they choose, whatever they choose or however they choose to do it. Father, give them the wisdom and the ability and open the door of opportunity so that they can have that day of rest. And Father, on the refresh, Father, I pray right now that you shall blow a fresh wind, fresh spirit into their lives. And where things have become dull and like on a treadmill and this constant peddling and yet seem to be going down the same road, the same place, sometimes even the same circular motion. And we become tired. Father, I pray right now that they should be able to see a mode of refresh and that you show them a door, that you will show them a window, that you will show them a light and you will whisper to them this way, my child. And it'll be just a hint. But Father, place it upon their spirit that they will be able to travel through that door and it will give them a refreshing of spirit. They may be driving along and they'll see a path that goes through the woods and you'll say this way, my child. And as they walk through that garden, you'll be with them and you'll ease tensions and burdens. Because, Father, sometimes we're tired, not from the work, but we're tired from the load we're carrying of worry about this or that and the other. Father, show them a gateway of refreshing. And finally, the renewing, dear Father. The renewing, the renewing, the renewing that we do not even retire, but we refire and we renew. All of us go through stages. All of us at some points will go to a time and we'll get to a time where we wonder and we're out of energy and the strain gets heavy. But Father, you are the source of it all. Father, renew us day by day. Renew us. And help us to understand that we are renewed day by day through our minds and spirits. And that affects our bodies. Help us to rest. Help us to refresh. Help us to renew. Let this day be a day of renewed energy as we follow those three. And let our lives never be the same. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. And I believe as you follow that, you're going to notice a difference. You're going to notice a difference. As you choose that day, when I started on Wednesday at first, it was difficult. But what I noticed, come Tuesday evening, my body would start getting tired. And I understood. I said, Lord, this is why you made this thing a system. And if you start doing it, the body gets in the rhythm of it. And I would get sleepy come Tuesday evening in preparation of the Wednesday day of rest. When you honor what God has set in motion, there's a tremendous blessing that comes with that. There really is. Logically, it makes no sense. How can I not work and yet be more productive? How can I rest a day and yet have more? Doesn't make logical sense. But it is a principle of spirit and even of nature that works. Rest, refresh, and renew. Amen, 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 and amen, amen. I want you to just lift up your hands. And Lord, just send energy down into the, as they hold their hands up, Lord. It's the second law of thermodynamics. And the second law of thermodynamics simply states that heat cannot flow from a colder object to a hotter object. That's the simplistic way of putting it. How it relates to us is this. 
A low energy source cannot give a high energy source energy. When we are tired, we become a low energy source. We have to attach ourselves to something with a greater energy. As we lift our palms up to heaven, God made the sun that's blazing with all types of nuclear energy, the stars and all that's in them. Father, you are love, but you are energy. And I just pray that you send your force down right now into the hands of the people and they can feel your energy come down. And those who are tired can feel it just moving their souls right now. Just even in preparation, Father, as we prepare to even rest and make some changes, energize us. Some of you already can feel your hands warmer right now. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. But even God had to rest. Even God had to rest. Even God had to rest. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, Rest, Refresh, Renew, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5903. That's 5903. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5903 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.